Media Manager. Are you really maximizing your minutes? Motivator. Never, never, ever quit. Mentor. You gotta pay it forward. This. I punch failure in the face. Is the Go Get It Podcast. Now, now that you know that, go get it. Hi, my name is Joe E.C., and you can hear me at joeec.com. But now, you're listening to the man who gets shaving tips from Mr. Clean, Corey Disson. Yeah, Joe, uh, last time I checked, Mr. Clean was a pretty macho and masculine fella, so I ain't got no shame that he and I go to the same barber. One guy I know who would never shave his long, flowing locks is our deep voice show announcer, Mr. Mark Peoples at markpeoples.com. This is the Go Get It podcast, where we try to take a quick, fresh look at the topics, influencers, and issues that affect the voiceover world, but we are known to stray off course and tickle anything else that might be of interest, especially if it helps motivate you to go get it. The Go Get It podcast is sponsored by VoiceAm, the professional voiceover demo player. Producers love VoiceAm's innovative player, and talent love VoiceAm's built-in marketing tools. Visit VoiceAm.com for a free trial. And if you're looking for five steps to help achieve the voiceover dream, you can go to CoreyDisson.com and just click Get the Ebook. Now, on today's show, we're going to ask the question, what's it like to be the voice of an iconic brand? And better yet, be the voice of that brand for about 18 years and running. The answers to that question are just moments away, and because I'm, I'm proud and pumped to welcome an old friend back on the mic with me, the voice of Ford Motors, Mr. Built Ford Tough himself, Jeff Bell. Corey, how are you? Nice to be here. There it is. I'm just waiting for you to say F-150 at any minute. <laughs> That's going to cost you. Uh, of course. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Quite a pretty penny. Jay Walter. is. Look, I can make that check payable to him, I guess. There you go. <laughs> That's Appreciate cool. It. That is cool, man. Well, welcome to the, uh, the Go Get It podcast. It is so cool to have you on the line today and to, to, to revisit with you. You and I are, are old grizzled radio vets <laughs> and uh we used to work uh plenty together back in the day on you know pick a car spot dot net or whatever exactly. it was and um and, and, and i'm you, basically a car salesman for well, there you go there you go you and me both and uh <laughs> i've actually i'm probably going to be the uh, keynote speaker at nada i've sold so many cars <laughs> there you but to tell me you know most folks don't know that 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 was your sort of your humble beginnings. You were on the air at Pick a Market USA. T- walk us through that. Take us down memory lane a little. My parents had an amazing penchant for finding the most remote locations in the world to live. So across America, places like Snowflake, Arizona, and I graduated high school in Mexico, Missouri. Two weeks after I graduated, we moved to North Arkansas. And I stumbled into a radio career starting in Horseshoe Bend, Arkansas at wow. K-H-A-M. K-Ham. That was a real thing. So that was a country station. And I started doing middays there. So I, I immediately start making demo tapes as soon as I learned how. And moved on to Batesville, Arkansas, Hope, Arkansas, Bill Clinton's hometown. I worked there for a little over a year. And then Shreveport, Louisiana, I got my first rock station, you know, like album rock station gig. From there to Dallas, then to Miami, then to Chicago, 
and then Milwaukee ended up at the classic rock station there for nine years. That's where Milwaukee you and I did a lot of work together when you were in Milwaukee. Right. Wow. So that's where it started. So you're doing all this on air work. I'm sure you, you were doing your, your freelance voice work on the side. Right. And you're probably imaging a couple of radio stations at the same time. How, how did you make that quantum leap to frickin' Ford? Craziest thing about that. Uh, when radio asked me to leave for the final time, <laughs> I had already had a few gigs working, but I, I got a local agent in Milwaukee. And um, the, a Ford gig came through, and I, I auditioned. So it's simple as that. An audition came, and I sent it in. And they picked me, and much to my surprise, because I just was unemployed for a few weeks, <laughs> and I was up a creek, you know, and then I get this job. So it was a regional thing for the Atlanta market. So that's where it began, and with a simple audition, just doing the thing I've always done, you know. And, and you've been able to sustain that for almost two decades. Well, so I did, for that year, I had that. Thing. And then for like a year, they kind of just, I didn't hear from them. And then all of a sudden, it was another audition. The line was something about, Henry Ford used to say, you can have any color you like, so long as it's black. That was the line. Hmm. And so long as it's black, that was the line. Ah. <laughs> that gnarly. And it was back in black they were using for the sound soundtrack. Sweet. And so I did that, killed that audition, and from then, I started working with the gang in Detroit. And at that point, they had offices in, in Detroit and Chicago and Seattle and Denver, San Francisco, everywhere. So once you get on a campaign, you're on the campaign. If you get the first 20 seconds, you're in. You know what I mean? So you're doing all the tags. And in those days, there were so many regions. They've kind of consolidated a lot into your local Ford dealer kind of things. But in those days, we were doing all the dealers by name and just tons of tags. So it it got crazy immediately. This this was a full-time, six hours a day in the booth kind of job, immediately. And being in, I was in Arizona at that time. So I was in Arizona on Arizona time and there in Detroit on Eastern time. So mm. I would start my day at seven in, in the morning. One time I did a session at 515 because they had to book a room at eight something in Detroit. So that's, that's how it all started. And then it just got crazy from there because I was always available and they always needed me. So it just kept going. I mean, talk about good fortune, literally. Exactly. That's exactly what it boils down to, and it's why I do auditions every chance I get. Because you, you just know. never know. Just don't know. I mean, never in a million years did I think I'm the Ford truck guy. And every day since I became the Ford truck guy, I have expected it to go away. <laughs> you know wow. I, mean? <laughs> I wake up unemployed every morning just like everybody else. If I don't hear from those guys for a couple weeks, I presume my career's over, just like everyone else, you know what I mean? <laughs> That never seems to go away. Now, this has been 18 years of those guys calling me regularly. And still, that insecurity is in my chest every morning, you know? Well, I have to think you've, you've, you've 
cultivated the relationships with the the, the players there, with, with their agency. That you know, you I mean, of course, it boils down to do they want it, the spot to sound a certain way, right. but I guess it helps when you have a rapport that's been developed. It helps a lot. Couple of things um, <clears throat> we developed the rapport in the sessions, you know, but at one point in I want to say two thousand seven. Someone from a production house, Lisa, called me and said, hey, we're throwing a party. Would you like to come? So I went to Detroit and surprised everyone at this party. I actually showed up for a session on, I think it was a Thursday morning. They had me booked. I flew in Wednesday night and then walked in to the session, much to everyone's amazement, the following morning. So I got to go hang out with them back then. And meet everybody and, and party and, you know, just get to know everyone as people. So we've become friends over the time. And I actually went a few years ago, went back and hung out with them again. So that's cool, man. kind of gone beyond just being workmates, you know. That's so important. I mean, you know, cultivating the relationships with your clients. I mean, that's key. I mean, because there is, you know, you and I were talking about this, you know, offline is that there, there's just so many choices out there now. And I, th- I think people want to shop and buy from who they're comfortable with buying from. There's some other things that you know, that might have been a factor too. Is that for one thing, I can match to my voice. Um, I'll give you I'll give you one of my trade secrets that I don't really talk about much, but okay. I have been using one-sided headphones for probably 25 years. Wow, one-sided headphones. One side because I. Back in radio, you know, they come in and tweak the damn transmitter every once in a while, and you know, you're used to sounding like a beast, and then you walk in one day and it sounds weird. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> what? I can't. Ah! So you get under both headphones and it starts to mess with you. So I had my engineers back back in radio back in the '90s. They get me in these one-sided cans, so I always have my natural reference on my left side. So when I go to match up to a previous read. I read along, and I I have the ability to match. Uh, I'm also a singer, so I I'm able to match match my pacing. And I read along with the spot, and I've developed this this way of doing it where I re- literally read along with the spot as they play it and and match up to myself, and then they can just quickly cut the pieces in they need. Mm, that is so and cool. So it's super quick. It goes down rapidly. There's no trouble, you know, matching things up because I do it on my own as we go. So it's kind of like singing. And why I got the one-sided headphones, because of singing. Because when you're trying to double vocals, you can't tell which is you and which is Memorex until you get off pitch. Then you're like, oh, that's me now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's when I started using the one-sided cans. And it's just been a, a... a boon to my career. And how how often does uh, Ford come calling usually? That it's kind of sporadic. It, there was a time when it was every day, all day, every day for years up until the crash. And then <clears throat> things kind of changed a little bit. But I would say I end up doing a, a session a week, and then when I get on a bigger campaign, it'll be every day. Wow. So obviously, I mean, you said it yourself, you, you wake up with a certain 
sense of some would call it humility, others might call it panic. <laughs> that uh, you terror. wake up, you, yeah, terror. You wake up unemployed every day, but you're, you're, you're and look, Ford is a sort of a keystone account, but you you have worked with. You know, Power Nation on Spike, Wendy's, Six Flags, Aaron's. There's a whole laundry list of big names you worked with, plus your your imaging radio stations. So you're keeping yourself busy. Stay pretty busy. The guys at uh, Spike TV, the Power Nation, I think they're actually on the History Channel now. I can't keep up with them. <clears throat> but they they send me stuff almost every day. So that's, you know, they build shows. And that's why I do that crazy-ass voice. Of an idiot. So <laughs> I auditioned for that, doing a silly voice, and now for 10-plus years, I have to do a silly voice every day. So Well, we'll that's, that, that's a blessing. That is a total blessing. <laughs> and I got to, you know, while we're talking about other business and getting business, I mean, inevitably, when I have discussions with other voiceover talent, whether it's on the podcast or otherwise, the discussion usually circles around to – you know, how do you get business, your demo, yada, yada. And I, I have to tell you, um, your demo your, for your, your commercials is, has got to be one of the most unique, cutting-edge uh, approaches that I have ever listened to. Well, and, I'm thrilled to hear that. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm I'm gonna do something on this episode that is unprecedented because I, I believe so much in what I just said. I'm actually gonna take whatever, two, two and a half minutes right now. One minute and five seconds. Okay, well whatever it was. Um shows you how much I'm paying attention. Um and we're gonna play your demo. I I can talk about it. And we will come back and once I play it, and we'll talk about it a little more. But uh, for those of you listening, you have to hear this demo right now. Intense, smooth, tough, dark, sexy, intelligent. These are words that describe things in a world. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. In a world of voices and actors and voice actors. One stands alone. It's probably not this one. Picture a gently flowing stream wending its way through an evergreen forest in the morning dew of sunrise. Did you actually picture it? I hope you're not driving. For nearly 35 years, I've been writing, editing, and producing voiceover demos for myself and others. Almost as many as you've suffered through today. And they all have one thing in common. They're pretty damn dull. Maybe you'd like me to sound cool and aloof. Or smart and funny. Or worse yet, young and energetic. But more than likely you'd prefer I deliver a devastating blow to the frontal lobe and trigger the purchasing impulse. Whatever. Trash talk your competitor. Point out the flaws in similar products. Throw shade on users of other brands. No problem. No extra charge for condescension. Tired of those hard-to-reach voice talent who can't complete a sentence? Well, I've completed all of my sentences and paid my debt to society. He began as a lowly announcer, giving price points and sale items. With the passage of time and as his skills grew, he flourished into a voice talent. Over many years of dedication and practice, I am pleased to announce he is now... An actor. You see what I mean? 
Wasn't that cool? I mean, it, talk about uh, poking fun at every voiceover announcer cliche there is. You have to tell me, give me the, the backstory at how that happened. Was it your idea? Did you collaborate with someone? Who wrote it? You know, how did you get there? Well, I, I, you probably go through this every couple of years. You got to make a new demo. I've been doing this. I've made my first air check demo in 1983 when I was 19. And I've always sent out tapes, always my whole career. I was constantly sending out tapes. So I've made so many demos. It's obscene over the course of my career. So I, I knew it was time to make a new demo because it might have been a couple years old. And I was dreading it, just dreading it. I just am so tired of hearing me talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm laying there doing my workout in the morning, laying on the mat and thinking about how can I make this not suck? Because I'm just, how can I make it interesting to me? And I start thinking about the target audience and who is who really is listening to this. This is going to be advertising people who get the inside joke on our business. And I just, I, I think I came up with the first joke while I was laying there. I went and jotted down real quick. And that morning I just decided this is how I want my demo to be. I want it to be funny, fun, and different. So I literally sat at my desk for two hours and wrote every joke in there. And I just would pace around my office and think of another bit and then write the bit. So I wrote everything top to bottom and produced the whole thing. Wow. So the lesson here, the moral of the story here, uh, you know, fellow voiceover talent, voiceover talent fans that are listening to this podcast. Now, while it doesn't necessarily have to be a barrel of laughs or humorous, um, do something different to stand out. Um, that's what got my attention. I mean, beyond that, I have a, uh, a certain appreciation and respect for Jeff, because, you know, I've known him for a while, um, I get inundated with voiceover demos all the time. And, and it's the same stuff. And when you're able to hear something that's out of the box, that's different, that's unique, that takes a left of center approach, um, it, 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 it's cool. It's clever. And so what is your reaction when you have to sit through a bunch of demos and they're all the same? How does that, I mean, is it tedium? Is it painful? It, it's, I start, I start getting to the point where I, you can't hear them anymore. Well, I can't hear them or I find myself having to think of reasons why I should still listen. <laughs> and that's the, that's the wrong approach. I mean, so honestly, what happens is, is I have, ADHD when it comes to listening to voiceover demos. If if you don't capture my attention in that first 6, 10, 12 seconds, I'm moving on to the next one. And it's got to be something different. I mean, it, it's either you have this amazing sound that's natural and marketable, or you said something, you read some copy, or it was performed or produced in a certain way that not every 
person is doing. It's not the same, right. you know, uh, you know, uh, generic music bed with y- you reading a McDonald's tag because McDonald's never hired you. It's just a tag that ran in a local market when you were the afternoon jock on Sundays, you know. So well, that was part of my my struggle is do I fake commercials? Do I use commercials I've done? Is it a resume? Is it a demo? And I've always thought of a demo as a demo. So I go get scripts wherever I, magazines or whatever, alter them however I like and make my own kind of commercials. But you know, I've been doing it a long time and that was boring to me. So I, the thrill for me is that you were entertained by this thing that is tedious in most cases. I mean, you said it best. I mean, you 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 put the extra effort in there, and that's what's important. Is that you 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 were considering the listener? It wasn't just boy. I think I got a great sounding demo. You were thinking, what's that other guy on the other end of the laptop or you know the cell phone? I was thinking about you. I was thinking about a guy who has to sit through a hundred demos a day, wanting to pull his hair out. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) too late. (laughs) Oh, but I just felt like no one's entertaining these people. So I'm going to try. So I'm glad it worked. (laughs) Wow, dude, total slam dunk. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that demo gets you tons of positive attention and many more gigs and less mornings of you thinking that you're unemployed (laughs) Um, and I think it's actually kind of a good thing to be realistic about, you know, I mean, I recognize that a lot of people view me as sort of a heroic figure in the voiceover world because of this crazy feat that I've accomplished, but I didn't really do anything special. I've been sitting behind a microphone since I was a kid. I started radio at 18 and this is all I've ever done for money. So it, you know, it just didn't seem outrageous to me and also coming from radio our job my job was to be a smart ass you know that was my job for years you don't just get over that so i thought you know i've got to employ my true skills in (laughs) demo making you know so what you're saying is is uh you're not a professional voice talent you're a professional smart ass I was. Now I'm a professional. Now I have to behave. You know. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm still a smart ass during sessions. Don't get me wrong. Well, the bottom line, <laughs> the bottom line is, is you're flat out cool. You're just a cool dude, man. And it comes through <laughs> in, in your reads for Ford. It comes through in that demo that we shared. It comes through in this conversation that we had. And it's not a mystery that, uh, a, that you've been as, as successful as you've been and it's it's no surprise that uh, you know you and I have known each other for a long time, and we can just pick up the phone after you know many years of not talking, and all of a sudden it's like we're you know back in the booth together. Exactly, great fun. And I, and I'm grateful that uh, we had this opportunity today, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Corey. I've really been enjoying your your podcasts and your your promotional. You know, teaching people how to promote themselves is really helpful, especially for an old dog, you know, because things have changed. It's just not the same way it used to be. Well, I'm trying I'm trying to share as many new tricks as I can. And uh, because this this dog's kind of old, too. So trust me. (laughs) Um, So a quick reminder that today's show was brought to you by Voice Sam. 
High fives to our show announcer, Mark Peoples, today's featured voice talent, Joe Easy, and to our producer, Christopher Disson, multi-talented Pro Tools aficionado and proof that nepotism is still alive and well. Don't forget that if you're looking for five steps to achieve the voiceover dream, go to CoreyDisson.com and click Get the eBook. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you next time. Until then, you know what I say, go get it.